Welcome to the FinTech One-on-One Podcast, formerly the Lend Academy Podcast, episode number 293. This is your host, Peter Renton, co-founder and chairman of Lend at FinTech. Today's episode is brought to you by Lendit Fintech USA, the world's largest fintech event dedicated to lending and digital banking. Lendit's flagship event is happening online this year on April 27 to 29, featuring many of the biggest names in fintech. We'll have the CEOs of Afterpay, Figure, Brex, Varo, Dave, Finicity, just to name a few, as well as many leaders from traditional finance. Lendit's 2020 event was also held online, with many people saying it was the best virtual event they'd ever attended. Lendit is setting the bar even higher in 20. 2021. So join the fintech community at Lendit Fintech USA, where you'll meet the people who matter, learn from the experts, and get business done. Sign up today at lendit.com slash USA. Today on the show, I'm delighted to welcome Atif Siddiqui. He is the founder and CEO of Branch. Now, Branch is a really interesting company. They I got to know them as an earned wage access type company, but they're doing a lot more than that these these days, which we get into uh, in some depth on the show. You know, they're really focused on employer to employee payments and, and all everything that that might involve, um, including earned wage access. But there's there's many other things, and they have a digital wallet and a debit card and that and, and all that sort of thing that really help with that sort of employer employee relationship and making it digital and helping people who don't have a bank account and, and all that sort of thing. So we talk about that. We also you know, we talk about the whole payroll system that we have today. You know, we talk about embedded finance. Uh, we talk about financial literacy, regulation, and much more. It was a fascinating interview. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast, Atif. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So let's get started by by giving the listeners a little bit of background. You've uh, had an interesting career before Branch. Why don't you give uh, give the listeners some of the highlights? Definitely. You know, I'd worked in and out of startups uh, in product-based roles before Branch, and I found myself as an entrepreneur in residence at Idea Lab. Uh, for your listeners who don't know what Idea Lab is, it's a technology incubator studio in Pasadena, California. And that's where Branch was started. And I started Branch really just drawing from my own experiences, working as an hourly worker many decades ago, not to date <laughs> myself. But the idea behind Branch was really, how do we help hourly employees grow financially? And so when we set out to solve this problem, initially we landed on a use case of helping them earn additional income by picking up available shifts at their employer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about you know halfway through that journey, we just kept unpacking what's the real problem our end users are facing. And, and that's when we discovered sort of the slew of financial challenges they were facing. Um, you know, they were looking for more income is because their income was very volatile. It was uh, very variable week to week as their hours fluctuated. In addition to that, they had little or no access to credit, very little or no savings. And looking at our relationship we had with their employer, you know, we were connected to a lot of interesting employment data about this user that we felt that we could provide them more fairly priced, transparent financial services by leveraging that data. Um, and that's where you find Branch today. It's uh, employer-led financial services available to employees. Mm-hmm. 
So then, and I think I read somewhere that you actually started out as a messaging app. I mean, what was the, what was the thinking behind that? Yeah. So when you looked at this idea, again, that we initially sought out was, was to pick up additional shifts. A big part of that was coordinating shift swapping with other employees, mm-hmm. right? There was a level of, you know, coordination that would need to take place. And so we created Branch as a sort of workplace network where you can kind of negotiate these trades or swaps, if you will, with other employees. And so that's where the whole messaging component came and we had since uh, dropped messaging once we kind of made the move into financial services. Right, right. And, and we'll get into, I know you've got a suite of offerings, which we'll get into in, uh, in just a minute, but I want to just maybe set the stage for, uh, for the conversation and talk about hourly workers. And, you know, they obviously have more options than they've, you know, they've had in the past when it comes to technology and, uh, and financial services and that sort of thing. But what do you say is the, you know, what, what do they need most today? Yeah, I think what workers are really looking for today is flexibility when it comes to their work and their financial lives and really just ways to find greater financial stability. You know, ultimately, they also wanted technology that's focused on their needs and that was just really easy to use. And so, you know, at Branch, at least, this allowed us to really focus on addressing their financial needs through wage tracking through earn wage access, which I'm sure we'll get into, and eventually better financial services, which included fee-free banking and a, a debit card they can use. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about earned wage access because it seems like, it seems to me anyway, you made sort of, you made a name for yourself uh, in that space. I know you're doing a lot more. So explain how your particular version of earned wage access works. Yeah, I think, you know, Core to the belief behind earned wage access is that, you know, we can help accelerate payments to employees that they've already earned as a way to help them grow financially, you know, so they're not getting hit with fees elsewhere. And so the way we approach the solution is by working directly with their employer. And uh, by doing so, we can get their official time and attendance records. So we know when they showed up to work. We can get um, how much the amount that they were supposed to get paid, either on an hourly basis. So we can calculate exactly how much was earned. And with those two pieces of data, we really can give up to about fifty percent of their wages that they've earned ahead of their pay cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the important thing to call out too is that you know we're able to do this, push those funds to these employees for free. In fact, we were the first provider in the space to do this for free because we really wanted to align our interests and our business model, quite frankly, to the interests of the user. And so we push it all to the digital wallet from there. They can use the funds on our debit card or push it out to, you know, another institution. The other important piece to call out too, is that, you know, the way we collect funds back of anything that was advanced to the employee is through a payroll deduction. And so the employer simply makes a deduction on the employee's paycheck. It's very transparent to the employee and we get repaid that way. Right, right. Okay. So so then I presume you have like, you've got to have sort of some sort of connection to the employer, right? You've got to, is it, a, is it like a direct API access where it's real time or how does it work? Yeah. You know, initially when we started off, it was a, a series of files that would get processed back and forth, but mm-hmm. Recently, you know, we've announced the launch of our employer payments platform. 
and really have taken a platform approach to this. And so have opened up our APIs so that we can hook directly into the systems of record to gather the information, um, also process deductions. And, you know, I think the one of the things that's unique is the way we've approached this through a platform is that we can also embed part of our offering into other applications. So, you know, say you're an on-demand delivery company and you have an application that your workers interact with fairly frequently. They pick up shifts and they deliver items. So we can sit right there in that application if you wanted to access, for example, your wages in advance, things like that. So we can do that through open APIs. And also recently we've created a very low code, no code widgets. So if you don't want to take sort of the a, a harder technical approach, you can also just embed it into the other applications using these widgets that we've created. Right. Interesting. That, that, that's super interesting. So then as far as the like earned wage access, you decide like, do you go, do you charge the employer then if, if you're inputting that, if you're putting that program in place? Because uh, obviously you say you're not charging the employee at all. So what's the, what's the revenue model for earned wage access? Yeah. So the great thing about the solution and kind of what we've created with this digital wallet is it's free to not only the employee, but also the employer. We make money anytime the employee uses our debit card. We make interchange revenue Mm -hmm. uh, from the merchant. So they go out and spend at Starbucks. Starbucks pays us a small fee um, as part of the interchange revenue you know, in addition to that, we'll call out, like we do also have a small fee if the employee does a debit card to debit card transfer, very similar to, you know, a Venmo wallet or a cash app wallet. Um, but we also provide an ACH option for free if they wanted to wait a couple of days to transfer it to another external bank account. Okay. Okay. That's, that's interesting. So then, yeah, I'm curious. I'm, I'm looking at your website over here and you really, you know, there's no mention, you, you really lead with, you know, employer to employee payments. And obviously that's, you know, it's primarily wages, but it's also going to be uh, reimbursements and that sort of thing. But, and then you talk about uh, accelerating pay and digital banking to empower the workers. So are you really, it seems to me that your go-to-market these days is this, you know, this sort of more broader digital banking, digital wallet offering. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think, you know, we've really looked at, again, ways to help employees improve financially rather holistically. And, you know, one of the things we found where a lot of these employees were paying just all kinds of fees to their existing you know, instant banking institution, be it in the form of overdraft fees, monthly minimum fees. And so we felt that, you know, if we can eliminate that, that's putting money back in the hands of the employee that they can use. Um, and so, you know, we've created really at the core of the product is our wallet that is effectively a fee-free checking account that comes with a debit card that they can use as a way to do that. And the other thing I mentioned earlier with that, the great thing about the wallet, it allows us to push money to that wallet for free. Right, right. So then, so you said it's basically a fee-free checking account. Does that mean that uh, employees can actually get their pay into a branch wallet directly? Yeah, and I would say one of the, you know, growing use cases we see from employers is the need to remove paper checks, right? If you you imagine uh, in some of the industries we work in, like quick service restaurants and retail, there's still a a significant portion of their employee population that 
is still receiving paper checks and then they go to a, a Walmart or a Kroger and spend money to go deposit it. And so, you know, what we do is say like, we can remove that cost one for the employer, but also just offer a way better experience for the employee by getting their direct deposit um, directly into a branch account. You know, in addition to that too, uh, you know, just looking outside of earned wage access, you, you think direct deposits, but, you know, a growing use case for us these days has also been digital tips, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where, you know, one of the things that we saw, you know, probably I would say post pandemic uh, is that there just was not a lot of ca- cash at the end of the day to tip out employees. And so employees were having to wait till their paycheck to receive those tips or, you would have managers scrambling to an ATM after the shift to go oh, geez. Yeah. To, to actually make that happen. So, you know, we actually started working with a lot of Domino's franchisees to launch this solution where, you know, they provide us the data, how much the employee needed to get tip out, and we can push that instantly to their branch wallet um, as soon as that shift is complete and, you know, have access to that money instantly. Right, right. That's that's interesting. Yeah, then that, that, that I can see the cash-based businesses are you know there's there's no there's a lot of resistance to that kind of thing now. So it doesn't and it makes sense to have it have it all digitally. That, that that's yeah. for sure. So so is there are there any other kinds of you know services for employers that uh, that we haven't that, that you haven't mentioned yet that you're also offering? Yeah, in addition to the tips, and there's also reimbursement expenses. You know, especially if you're a delivery driver, you're getting re reimbursed for your mileage expenses. So we can right. push that. Immediately. You know, going back to this idea of the paper check replacement, one of the areas we've seen the wallet and our banking offering really strong too, is really just offering an alternative to fee-laden pay cards. So kind of the solution, if they aren't sending a paper check for like an unbanked employee is that they're providing them a pay card. And these pay cards, they're tied into the payroll system, but typically they, you know, have all sorts of fees, not just for the employer, but also for the employee. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we're able to walk in to um, an employer and, you know, really offer branches an alternative that really just provides their employees a modern banking solution that really consumers have come to expect. So the pay card, like it's it's basically, you're talking about your own debit card and digital wallet, right? As a replacement for their pay card. That's correct. Yeah. And, you know, some of the unique things we've done with our employer payments platform is have that seamlessly integrated into their payroll system. So, you know, one of the uh, recent payroll companies we announced we're working with is Rippling, a fast growing payroll company. And they had this need, their customers were demanding, you know, a pay card solve. And so they turned to our solution because we can embed our offering directly into the payroll administrators interface in the Rippling platform so that when an employee joins first day, they don't have a bank account, they can spin up a branch bank account from the Rippling interface, give, give the employee a card and, you know, know that their direct deposit will be deposited, you know, as soon as that payroll, their, their first payroll runs. Right. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's a great service. I can see that for the people who, who don't have a bank account. So then how are you managing this? You obviously must be working with bank partners to to do this. Um, Can you just share a little bit about how you've gone about that? Yeah. You know, our bank partner is Evolve Bank and Trust. Um, Mm -hmm. Great partners for us. And yeah, it's a typical, you know, uh, banking relationship like most fintechs have. You know, in addition to that, we, our debit card issuer is Marketa. And so- 
credit insurance. We're using Marketa there. Um, and both have been great partners for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So then, you know, I want to go back and, and talk a little bit about the, you mentioned, um, you know, Domino's and I, I want to talk about this sort of, you know, embedded finance piece that I, I find just endlessly fascinating. And, you know, clearly you are, you're sort of on the, on the cutting edge here and maybe, you know, what do you see as sort of, I mean, is, is this sort of the, the way of the future where you're not going to have like this full stack kind of partnership with, with an employer, they might just take little bits and pieces and, and, and bolting it into their own offerings. I mean, maybe talk about how you, how you see that playing out. Yeah. You know, it's definitely what you said where, you know, they're looking for a payments capabilities, but maybe core to their DNA is not a payments company. Uh, And so they're looking for partners like branch that are able to take, you know, our offering and embedded it into their solutions, especially, you know, if it's uh, one of the things we're seeing as a trend is that if they already have a, an application that their employees interact with frequently, it makes a lot of sense. It's a very frictionless, seamless experience for the employee. Um, you know, you get good adoption of the use case that you're trying to problem that you're trying to solve. So, we see this a lot, especially in uh, 1099 companies or companies in sort of the on-demand space where, you know, they have an application that their workers are already interacting with and they want to unlock capability like providing faster payments, like earn wage access. And so they want this idea of a wallet embedded into their own solution where they can seamlessly push that money for free to the employee, mm-hmm. you know, right after they complete a job or a gig. Right, right, right. So do you think, I mean, I, I, I've asked this of previous guests and I'm just, I, I would love to get your take on, I mean, we seem to be in this trans, transition period where we've all, you know, for the last decades, many, many decades, we've all been on this fixed pace cycle, whether it's every two weeks, uh, twice a month or monthly or, or weekly, and that has been fixed and that's the way you get paid. And, you know, we've seen it with the, in the gig economy. I know that there's, there's Uber drivers out there that are getting paid multiple times a day. And it just seems to me that anybody should be able to choose, you know, when they get paid. I mean, it feels like the software, the software to do that is pretty trivial, relatively speaking, to, to, make, it, to make it happen on demand. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this? Are we all, it seems like we're almost there um, to be able to say everyone gets paid on demand, but how do you see that playing out? Yeah, I think there's a couple of components to this of like what would accelerate, I guess, adoption, if you will, of on-demand pay. One is just, you know, as we work with employers, a lot of what we do is um, educating them on how the system works. One, how it doesn't change their payroll process, right? That's a big uh, concern that might come up. The other, how it's actually beneficial for employees. You know, I think oftentimes people, employers might think that the system, you know, they'll put them into a worse financial situation, if you will, by receiving their pay on a daily basis, as opposed to waiting maybe a week or two weeks. And, you know, what we found is that it's actually empowering workers and allows them to make better decisions financially. So they don't have to decide between, um, you know, paying a late fee on a bill or juggling another fee, um, like an overdraft fee on one end. And so, there, there is that component to it too. There's also this idea, I think, of, you know, really making kind of along the same lines of, you know, not changing the payroll process is 
really just making it easy goes back to the embedding, easy to consume and embed into the existing applications. Mm-hmm. And so things like having open APIs, um, these widgets that I did discuss, like I'll, I'll make that a reality to yeah, not change up a whole lot um, and just create a frictionless experience. So do you think then we're still going to stick with this fixed kind of pay period where everything kind of gets processed and taxes go out and 401ks and, and what have you, but people are just going to still take their net pay and they can just, they will be able to earn that whenever. Yeah. I, I do think there is a lot of um, sort of legacy sort of infrastructure in place, even beyond pay, you mentioned ta- taxes and some of the other things. So you know, ultimately, if there's something easy to consume, doesn't change up a lot of the process that, um, you know, it can offer a good solve there and it would accelerate the move to an on-demand pay world. Right, right. Okay, so I'd I'd love to get your take on the regulatory landscape, shall we say. I mean, there was some movement around wage access last year. I mean, it sounds like, and you saw like the CFPB, you know, basically uh, issued a—I'm not exactly what they sure what they call it—they issued they issued a ruling or whatever that uh, that you really that that you really you don't if it employer based employer based uh, approaches to earn wage access is, is really the right way to go. Sounds like that's what your kind of your approach as well. But tell us a little bit about how you're engaging in Washington and what, what are you, what are you seeing there that's really impacting, impacting your business? Yeah. You know, we're, we're engaging with regulators, including the, the CFPB to ensure, you know, the, the products that we're creating are working the interests of our users first and foremost. Yeah. With regards to the, you know, the advisory opinion, you know, I think we were excited. It was aligned well with our model, which, you know, we had established well a year before the opinion was published and quite frankly, it brings a lot of like clarity to the earn wage access space in particular, how employer-based advances are interpreted from a legal perspective. And so we welcome, you know, clarity uh, from regulators like that. You know, I think one of the things that aligned well with our ethos here at Branch was the call out for the fee-free approach to earn wage access, you know, not having employees pay to just access their own wages. The other is the employer-based model and also using deductions to facilitate the repayment um, and making sure that, you know, the calculations are based upon time actually worked, right? So it's your mm-hmm. providing just uh, wages there. But um, yeah, I think uh, the move for regulators to take an interest is a positive for the space and um, hopefully just brings more clarity. So as employers are debating if they should offer this, it'll give them some more guidance. Right, right, right. And I, I want to talk about you know, financial literacy and education. You, you know, I, I think I read somewhere that you have have some programs on that. I mean, what? It's a hard space because what most people don't want to learn about finance. They want to be financially stable, but they don't really want to learn about finance. So, how are you approaching that? Yeah, I think for us, you know, first and foremost is just making it clear on fees that employees are receiving at other financial services that they might be using and just being transparent about that. You know, the other part is just providing content to our users that they're interested in. And so some of the content that's been really resonating with our users is around building credit 
you know, as I mentioned earlier, most of these users have little or no access to credit. So they want to figure out ways they can build uh, traditional credit to get access to, you know, other mainstream financial products. The other is a debt reduction, um, you know, always looking for ways to reduce debt. And then finally, boosting savings or putting money aside and getting into the habit of that. You know, we, we look at some of our content, too, as a way to inform a product roadmap and, you know, what the content that they're reading and that's resonating uh, really informs us to like other products or services around financial wellness that we're, look, we're looking to offer. Right, right. So you, you did mention credit there, and and obviously, you know, earned wage access is not really a credit product because it's it's accessing your own receivable. Basically, are you are you thinking about offering a credit product, or I mean, what how do you what what are your thoughts on you know on the fact of the population that is using branch obviously have credit needs? So how are you how are you thinking about that? Yeah, you know, and we do know some of this population too is just credit invisible, right? They don't have a credit score, be it they're a new employee entering the workforce for the first time, they're an immigrant that, you know, maybe recently migrated to the United States and doesn't have uh, credit here. So, you know, it's very, it's very top of mind for us, less so much about like the, the capital that, you know, they may need in form of credit, but what credit actually establishes for them, right? Mm-hmm. Of getting access to other mainstream products. I mean, credit, you know, a credit score is the difference between putting, uh, you know, three months of rent deposit down as opposed to nothing, right? When you're renting right. a place or uh, having to front a big deposit for your cell phone plan. So we understand the need there. And so we're, we're figuring out ways to do that in a secure, responsible way, right? That again, is aligned with the interests with our users and doesn't, doesn't put them into any, you know, bad financial situation there. Right, right. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So, uh, you know, when you when I look at your company, it feels like to me you're really a B two B company, but obviously a, a strong relationship with your con- with the end users, the consumers here. I mean, how how are you getting the word out? Is this really uh, are you focusing on B two B as a way to expand the business? Yeah, we we are, and you know, a little on what we've been able to do to get in front of the employers is really leverage the amazing partners we work with. Um, you know, I mentioned we work with Rippling on as a payroll partner, but others that, you know, we work with are like UKG um, Servant Systems, which is a big point of sale system in quick service restaurants, ProPoint Solutions, and, uh, which is a salon point of sale system, and RASI, another payroll company. But really, our partners are doing a lot of the education to their own customer base. It's delivering a lot of additional value to their customers. And so it's been a nice way to um, yeah, get in front of employers uh, without a lot of lift on our end to you know, go out to them individually. And what, what's the process like? Because obviously you're also going to have people who move from employer to employer and say, I got my, had my branch, uh, my branch deal at this last employer. Why I want the same deal. Can you, can you make sure you go get that? What, what's, what's involved in a, in a, in a new employer coming on? Yeah. Well, um, and that, that is, you know, hopefully a goal one day when we have enough employer employees out there in the world that they're demanding it from you know, <laughs> branch solution from their employer. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of the solve for uh, the process for an employer, if they're interested, you know, there's a, a consultation with our sales team and then really honing in on the problem they're trying to solve, right? And then from there, it's hooking up into the data points that we need to solve that problem, be it a payroll system, a workforce management system, a point of sale system. 
Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So then can you give us some sense uh, of the scale you guys are at today? I mean, when, how long have you been going uh, and what, what, where are you at today? Yeah. You know, I would say we, we launched our sort of financial services back in 2019 on the platform today. We have hundreds of thousands of employees, uh, several hundred companies, and, and then really probably over the last year or so, been expanding our partner footprint considerably. And so now exciting new partners that are signing on. Um, but kind of the industries that, you know, where we're strong in are quick service restaurants, uh, manufacturing, um, call centers. We work with a large call center called Continuum Global Solutions um, and also expanding into uh, healthcare. And uh, as I mentioned, on-demand sort of 1099 companies. Right, right. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Okay, so then, so last question before we wrap. You've got this really solid base, it feels like to me, a core, core set of offerings that are really helpful. But what's, what's your vision for, for Branch? I mean, where, are you, where do you hope to kind of take this company? Yeah, you know, when we look at sort of our B2B focus, really, we, we look to ourselves to become a leader in employer-based financial services um, and probably more importantly, create a product that our customers love. And our customers include the employees, you know, employers, includes partners. And to do that, I think it's uh, consistently innovating and delivering value to all those constituents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, if we'll have to leave it there, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, best of luck to you. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for having me. Okay, see ya. You know, the way I see it, Branch is taking uh, advantage of this trend. I, I believe this is a, a real secular trend that we're seeing here in, uh, in in finance, and that is employers taking more responsibility for their employees' financial health. And you know, a primary way to do that is to offer a, a suite of services that really help, like what uh, what, what we just talked about in the, in this interview. You know, having you know, not just providing you know maybe health insurance and, and, and retirement planning, and uh, and obviously on pay, but providing more ways to sort of manage your finances. Obviously, the earned wage access is, is one piece, but um, yeah, there's many other things. And I think we're going to see really this decade, we're going we're gonna to go from having, having it be just sort of a peripheral thing to being absolute table stakes for every single major employer is going to have a suite of financial wellness kind of uh, you know, products and, and options for employees that, uh, that will help them in their, in their financial life. I think you know there's there's all sorts of studies that have been done that are you know a financially healthy employee is a more productive one. You don't have, when people aren't stressing about money, they're more they can more focus on their work. And I think employers now realise the responsibility they have is far more than just providing a paycheck. It's really providing uh, the tools to help people you know with their financial lives. Anyway, on that note, I will sign off. I very much appreciate you listening, and I'll catch you next time. Bye. Today's episode was brought to you by Lended Fintech USA, the world's largest fintech event dedicated to lending and digital banking. Lended's flagship event is happening online this year on April 27 to 29, featuring many of the biggest names in fintech. We will have the CEOs of Afterpay, Figure, Brex, Varro, Dave, Finicity, just to name a few, as well as many leaders from traditional finance. After a successful virtual event in 2020, Lended is setting the bar even higher in 2021. So join the fintech community at Lended Fintech USA, where you will meet the people who matter, learn from the experts, and get business done. Sign up today at lendit.com slash USA.